I would like to welcome Chris Nataria. Chris is uh, all the way from Germany. Uh, he's our first German guest at Embrance Podcast. It's great to have Chris here talking about many, many things, including nutrition here uh, today. We'll talk about it. I, I struggle with that, as you guys must know. One of my biggest struggles is not running, going a distance, uh, but but just trying to figure out what to eat and how to eat it, how often to eat. And I talk about that very often. So Chris, um, welcome to Emirates Podcast. Uh, I would like you to introduce yourself since you're new to our podcast. Tell us about uh, your background. Thank you, Suman, for having me. I'm Chris. I'm a German engineer um, with a you know pretty deep background in nutrition, uh, fitness, exercise, all related fields. I worked as a health coach for many years, dealing with you know, a very wide spectrum of, of clients. And um, I'm now working for uh, Ultra Working, that's a US startup that builds performance tools for better work. And we also um, have a pretty you know, deep background in, in health because in, when you look at performance, many things have to come together to perform good at a high level. So when you look, for example, at physical um, domains, Nutrition plays a big role, as you already mentioned. So do things like sleep and recovery. So do things like proper planning and execution. There is a lot of similarities when you look between, you know, high performance in any field. We can learn a lot when we look at different domains. Definitely. Um, so, so Chris, uh, there's so much to talk about here. Uh, unpack all, all the things you can enlighten us today. Uh, one other thing I want to do, get our uh, audience know you a little bit better. Tell us about what kind of performance athlete coach you're talk, uh, talking about. Let's talk about nutrition a little bit later on. Let's talk about what kind of things do you do you do in, in that that area? Yeah, so um, when I worked with um, with clients one-on-one, -on -one, really they were mostly uh, you know people that want to, they're already performing at a, at a high level in general, and they want to perform at a, at a higher level and dial in you know, dial in all of these different areas and, and make sure that they're, they're really on top of everything that has a big impact on their lives. And it, that's a two, there are two components that are coming together. One is actually knowing what to do and also, you know, working on the right training protocols and knowing what nutrition to aim for, what is the macronutrient composition and the timing and all of these things. And then the second component is the actual behavior change because we all know that there is a difference between knowing what to do and then actually being able to implement those things and execute on them it's like one without the other doesn't get you very far you have to know what to do and then you have to actually be able to get yourself uh, to consistently work on those things it's actually a simple but complex problem yeah definitely so yeah, consistency is, is uh, sometimes where I, I lack. I'm, I'm an ultra runner and a distance at, at this time. I'm training for 100 mile or that I could not finish last year. Uh, part injury, part not able to eat properly. Nutrition is, like I said, a little difficult. What kind of client do you have uh, for your field that you coach? So most of the time, their field was often, you know, business and, and performance and, and putting out a lot of work. But, you know, people that are driven in one area often, you know, it expands and it, it affects other areas. You know, someone who's, I would say someone who is a, a, a marathon runner and an ultra marathon runner, that points towards someone who has a lot of grit and dedication and actually can get themselves to consistently put out really 
good performances. Like you can't just wake up one day and decide to walk a marathon. I mean, I've heard that it's possible, but I think it takes quite a bit more to do that. And especially when you move to ultra marathons, I mean, the, the, you need some attributes along the way that are universal. Like you, you, you need a strong mind, you need a, a good work ethic and, and dedication. You need to deal well with setbacks and how to you know, bring yourself back up the next day. And it, those are qualities that will help you to succeed in pretty much any field that you that you take on. So yeah, I, I help people often with the physical work that we do for them, hopefully translates into, into them performing better and feeling better in their work um, and their output in that field. Definitely, I'm a true believer in that, Chris. Uh, uh, one of the podcasts I put a while back talking about having having this, uh, that's the courage to do things, you know, you, if you have courage to do one, you, you can, and you can kind of tag along on that one, you know, I can, I can be, I can tell you my own story, um, a lot of my audience have heard, but basically coming from just not running to running to marathon to ultimate, these are all having the courage and getting rid of the fear. That's, that's a, one of the podcasts I recently put it out, getting rid of the fears. And even doing the video here is, is, <laughs> it's a big deal for me because I, for a very long time, you know, I'm talking about almost 10 years since I just never put myself out there and I'm even putting, yeah, but, but definitely it's, it's kind of overcoming one fear, one, one area, uh, then taking it to take, taking it everywhere. I truly believe that. So, so when you train, um, train somebody to translate your, your one area to next how do you kind of you know in the area of work and you do how do you uh, work them into doing and translate that um, just like what you mentioned a minute ago like and if you have good at one like a business how can you be good at being at home or work in a community how do you coach somebody i think that's kind of area where you are so some of the tools that we build at Ultra Working deal with how to approach a project, a certain amount of work, a challenge that is ahead of you, how to think about it, how to approach it, how to break it up into its, into its individual parts, how to prioritize what you should focus on first and in which order, um, what is important, what is maybe less important. And this is you know, a skill that once you have it, you can apply it to pretty much anything. Uh, so, for example, um, when you set out, like one of the tools that we that we build is, is called Work Cycles, and that helps you to run a four-hour session of work, roughly, um, at a very high standard. There are some best practices when it comes to work, almost, you know, like there are best practices when it comes to exercise and many other things that, you know, have been established. We have some data showing that they actually work. But that doesn't necessarily mean that people consistently actually implement them and use them. We build tools that will guide them along and help them to actually consistently implement these best practices into their uh, work life. So one of the things that really important when you start doing anything is, you know, it really helps you when starting anything is to have a very clear picture in mind before you start what it is that you're actually trying to get out of the activity. For example, you could just, um, you know, for a training session any given day, you could just put on your shoes and head out the door and start running. And you will get some results from it. And this will, you know, it will train you, you will get a good, a good session. But you could also really set the intention for that, that day's work. You could think, what am I trying to work on today? Am I working on um, uh, maybe my stride, my technique, like keeping my, my stride to the, the right length? 
Am I working on my body posture? Am I extra paying attention to that? Do I want to um, train my mind to uh, you know, have a certain goal in mind as I do this? There are many things that you can do before you set out to run that will lead to a better outcome because you are more clear on what you're trying to accomplish. You know, It's something that is true for work. And this is also true for any other discipline. The deliberateness and the and starting with the end goal in mind as you set out to do uh, can really improve um, what results you're getting. Then another really important thing is to take the time after the session or after the work session or after the training session to review everything that that happened. So this is where we pay a lot of attention to. We you know have people really in detail prepare their work, then they do the work. Um, we work in usually 30 minute cycles. And then after each cycle, after each 30 minute block, and you know, in training, this might look a little bit different, but after each session, you sit down, you take another you know, five minutes to debrief and review what happened in that session. What did go well? What lessons can you be taking away from it? And what of the things that went well can you do better or can you take over for the next session? And with this, you will have a, you know, you have this loop of getting some hypothesis, some data upfront about your training, about what you're trying to work on. And then after the session, you review, you get more data like, ah, this went well, this should avoid next time, this I need to pay more attention to. And that closes this uh, feedback loop. And you are not only getting a better session of training or of work in, but you're actually getting progressively better at working and training. And um, over time, uh, you, we, we talked about, you started off with as a non-runner and then all of a sudden you're running. An, it's not all of a sudden, but it's like a progression. It's a progression. Every time getting like half a percent better. And eventually you like really, really elite at that um, activity. And, you know, the same way we can approach uh, work um, and become really, really good at what we're doing. We can approach, um, you know, anything, including physical performance. Definitely, um, that's one of the thing um, for me. You know, when you start, you always like, you know, you you go and you have plans, and you know, I think I think this is this is the area I, I can see help some of my runners, uh, some of my friends who are listening, is not not the first time when you come in. First time when you come in, you come with a plan, and then over the years, you're like, oh, I can do this, and it, it happened to me last several years. I mean, I can go distance and I just like get out, get out the door and I just, uh, just say how far I can go. And I just keep going and no plan, no, nothing in mind, which is okay for most people. But if you try to get better at it, uh, that's, uh, that's, that's my, my thinking right now is if I want, if I want to try to get better at it and go back to the level I used to be, I, I need to have a plan. I need to, I think that's what you're talking about here. One of the things I used to review, and I never done that, and a lot of my friends, they, they take a lot of time to review after they're running the distance and the miles, the split. I just go run and come home. And this whole podcast comes in such a time that I'm trying to build back myself the way I, I was. And which is, I'm a little older than I was a few years ago, but, but that doesn't mean that I cannot perform the level I used to perform, or at least the level that I need to get to. Uh, so definitely. I think that's a big thing to take away. Um, you know, you, there are, you know, you have, um, you have runners of, of all kinds. You have amateurs, you have hobbyists, you have people training for competition and for races. I, I think one of the big things that I've learned is that it's actually surprisingly 
easy and quick to get back to something that you were already good at in the past. And uh, it shouldn't like, I think people should realize that and, and more often you know, realize that I'm, I might not be on the, on the level that I was, but it's actually pretty easy. Your body remembers your level. It really feels like that. And you're, you're building back much faster than the first time you had to build up to that level. Definitely. I will find out in the end of March. So. Uh, let's switch back a little bit. We can come back to this topic. It's a very interesting topic. Like I said, I'm dealing with it right now. I'm trying to improve uh, the quality of my running. Uh, I'm putting my time, but I'm not in doing you know, some of the other things I need to do to get there. Let's focus on nutrition that we mentioned earlier. What is the nutrition meaning to you? I mean, nutrition in my book is, is extremely, extremely important. Um, you know, if we talk about general health, then it's probably the one thing that keeps people from, from being healthy in general and population-wide causes issues when it's not on point. And we can see this in, in many places all over the world. Mostly, it's a problem of overconsumption in terms of calories. And it's a, it's a problem in terms of underconsumption in terms of nutrition. Um, in, in terms of healthy uh, ingredients. There's a wide range of, of opinions on, on what constitutes good uh, nutrition and what we should avoid. There are certain things that we can, I think, come to a consensus on easier. And, um, you know, we can focus uh, on that. So it's really hard to, to perform at your best in any field, be it mentally or physically, if nutrition is not on point. This is what fuels us. And if we don't give our body the right fuel it will not be able to perform at an ideal level let's take running for example and i think this is an interesting field here's my take a little bit on it generally i found for the last you know 10 years in in working in this that um the, the general nutrition that people eat that the general diet is not really something to be desired most people if you just follow what is on display, you will not get away with a, a good nutrition will not be good. So we need to put some really deliberate thinking into it. And we also live in a world that makes it very easy to eat, eat bad and makes it kind of hard to eat good. You need to, you know, put some defenses around it. It's uh, so much easier to go for the easy option and the easy option usually isn't good. For nutrition, for running, for example, I usually look at what is the activity that I'm trying to perform. And then also, an interesting thing that we have to talk about is what am I optimizing for? Am I optimizing for long-term good nutrition? Am I trying to have a, a diet that I can stick to for like 10 years and, um, and get a lot of longevity benefits out of it? Or am I trying to short-term optimize for a single race? And these two things might look very different. I think in the, for a long time, especially runners have been told to go very carb heavy in their yeah. diet. And a lot of it is you now fueled by uh, super high glucose energy drinks and, and, and things like that. I think it's, that is changing. And you see more and more runners now um, go a little bit lower on carbs and, and, and fueling themselves more from, from fat or like something like a ketogenic diet. I do think that has a lot of merit if it works and, and you can maintain your level of performance. I think at the same level of performance, your longevity and, and general health benefits will be, you will have a better outcome in terms of general health benefits. That's the broad you know, spectrum where I come from. I think consistency is, a, is, is really important in any field. You're not really getting a lot of the upside if you have a crazy protocol that is really like pushing your limits that you can only stay on for one month 
than defaulting. We're actually much better at finding something that is reasonably good and challenging that you can maintain for a long time. I think that will have a much better outcome for you. If I had to design a diet for someone, I, what I'm looking at is number one, um, you know, we need protein to build muscle. That's kind of clear. Do, are we getting enough of that? If you're not getting enough of that, it's probably going to be difficult to maintain our level of, of performance. Then um, are we getting enough micronutrients? I'm a big fan of I'm a big fan of natural foods. I mean, I don't really take a lot of supplements or powders and shakes. I think the best way is just to have healthy, prepared food, actual real food. It's really hard to replicate that in our understanding of what exactly is in those foods is not yet sophisticated enough where we could replicate it with, you know, artificial uh, produced shakes and powders. We, we are missing some things if we, if we do that. And it also means it, it will probably fit in the best in our daily lives if we set it up like that. Definitely. Um, one of the things um, we know about protein, we know about uh, carb. Well, talk about the micronutrition you talk about just now. Talk about, tell us about what that is. I mean, I mean, I'm not in this uh, nutrition as much as I run. I just eat. I just eat and go and I eat like crazy. So can we talk a little bit on that? Of course. You know, when we talk about micronutrients, what we're referring to are, you know, things like vitamins and minerals. And then also, you know, some more, you know, well-known uh, and more complex chemical structures that are in some foods like sulforaphan is one of them that is being found in, in things like kale. And, and a lot of research is coming out that these, you know, might be really beneficial. Uh, nutritional science is complex. It's actually quite hard to know something for a fact and our knowledge will expand and is really expanding fast. Yeah, I mean, the, you have the, you know, the broad spectrum, you have fats, carbs, and, and, and protein, but uh, these are, this does not necessarily, the composition of a meal does not necessarily tell you a lot of the quality, like what proteins are them. And then if we look at proteins, we can break them up even further into the amino acids that make them up. And if we look at carbs, we can look at, is others coming from sugar, sugary drinks or are they, are they coming from real food from a bit of yam or a potato and the same for fat so many different options you have something like industrialized seed oils and you have maybe butter or, or coconut oil on the other on the other spectrum and uh, unfortunately we need to get a little bit you know it becomes a little bit complex but we it is something we need to do to really get the most out of it making the right choices here is um once you have understood how it works and you've grasped it, it's actually pretty easy to make the right choices. I got really, really deep into nutritional science when I was 25, but I thought I had gotten into it already when I was 23. I thought I knew already what was going on. And then I found other sources, realized that I didn't know what was going on. And this can happen when you research a field for like a short amount of time. There is actually a term for this where you start to overestimate how well you know a field relative to how much you actually know a field. And then as you learn more, your confidence decreases because you realize how much there is to learn. Uh, this is kind of what happened to me in that field. And, and then it took another 10 years to arrive where I am today. I think it pays huge dividends to get this part handled. I'm extremely grateful for the knowledge that I have today because it allows me to make much more informed choices. And I will benefit from this for you know, 30 years to come, hopefully. So I think it definitely is immensely important. This is something that I've heard many times. You cannot 
outrun a bad diet. This is, you know, for body composition, it's really hard to like, you can train, train, train. We see this in, in gyms all over the world, I would say. People training a lot, not getting the results they're looking for. And I would argue that it's often because the nutrition is not where it should be relative to the output they're doing in terms of training. Definitely. Yeah. I can agree on that. I think I may be training all this time, but but my diet is not there. Like I said, several times here today already, and which I agree. Um, I just need to change on that. But people talk about, you know, when you, when you get in and you say, Oh, you run, you know, you can burn this thing, you know, I think you right. can burn everything that you intake. Correct. Yeah. It only depends on the type of exercise that you do running. Actually, it's a hunger stimulating exercise often for many people. So you could burn a ton of calories, but then if you come back and you refuel them with something that's just like really bad, then it, it didn't necessarily help you. Yes, you burned a lot, but then you, you know, put it right back in. And so I think, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a force multiplier. If you train good and then you add on top of it, like, a, you know, a good diet that gives you what you, what your body and, and, and your performance level needs, then it really comes together and you, you reap even more uh, results from your training. We do this, this uh, thing um, you know, several times a year at Ultra Working called the Pentathlon. This is a productivity competition. People come together for two weeks to um, get a lot of progress in their most important work on their, on their different projects. And um, for, for two weeks, we really... Um, uh, want them to focus um, on all of the different parts that we found make, make a huge difference um, in your output. Those five parts are uh, nutrition. For two weeks, people um, you know, are paying attention to what they're eating. Fitness. For two weeks, people have at least a baseline of exercise every single day. Um, the third one is planning. We want to encourage people to take some time every day to plan and review the next day. And this is a really a massive change when, when you start doing this regularly. The third one or the fourth one is sleep. I think it's something that, you know, people, it's, it's not easy to have consistently good sleep, paying attention to that also really big. And then the, the fifth category is for this competition, the actual goal, which is producing high quality work. And what is interesting here is that we, we rate work twice. And we rate it once for consistency. So you get half of the points in this category by just putting in 10 minutes on your most important work every day. We find that most things and most projects don't die because they're not getting you know, several hours every day. They're dying because they're not getting any attention for two weeks and then they just go away. So we're giving you half of the available points just for being consistent and putting in 10 minutes every day. And then you're getting the other half for putting in an additional 90 minutes or 100 minutes in total. It can really be a very, almost, you know, not to put the word lightly, but it's like a spiritual experience. For two weeks, you just have all of these little dials perfectly dialed in. And you add the component of, um, you know, which is probably a big thing that one big element of physical you know, activities, I was, uh, you know, I've done martial arts my life, it's, it's going to the gym, the shared experience of doing it with other people and motivating yourself and being accountable to someone else. 
that makes a huge difference um, for people's performance. They want to support their team. They want to you know, help their team succeed. And so they're pushing themselves you know, harder than they maybe would if it's, if it's just them by themselves. Definitely. When you talk about this five area for two weeks, what is the breakdown? Like a 30 minutes, one hour every day? How does that work? Yeah, so um, we're really trying to emphasize consistency here. So if you're not on any any diet at the moment, any you know anything that you're, you're paying attention to, it wouldn't make sense to jump directly into the most extreme weight loss protocol that you that you could ever come up with. But it's like pushing your yourself, setting a, a standard that um, feels a little bit like a stretch, but is achievable. And um, the same goes for fitness. The um, we don't tell you what level of you know, what your exercise protocol should look like because it's so individual. If you are already, let's say, a runner, you already have a, a, a daily running practice of, you know, 30 minutes, let's say, then for the pentathlon, you maybe put it to 45 minutes or an hour. Mm. And if you have, if you're someone who hasn't done anything for the last two years, then, you know, maybe your protocol could just look like a 10 minute walk and, um, you know, 20 push ups. We want the consistency. You, you set your goal and then you're just consistently trying to hit it every single day. A really big part, surprisingly big for me, uh, was that sleep time is much more important than actual wake time. We kind of focus on, you know, when do you wake up? Are you an early riser? You, get, you wake up at six or at eight or at five. There's actually a lot of, it's like a badge of honor, people really waking up early. What is kind of more important than what time you want to wake up is mm. when did you actually go to bed that's really the marker if you hit your bedtime you know you're very likely to also hit your wake time and then the daily planning it's kind of what makes humans humans our ability to to look into the future and to evaluate the past and, and to not only live in the moment but to make predictions um, to how we can improve and we should really you know make use of this of this uh, this ability this gift and we found and we we were you know we were almost sure when we set this up that yeah this this crowd that are, are signing up here they, they'll all have plans and they will be reviewing and planning on a daily basis like we just put it in there as a gimme but then we kind of realized hey that's actually not true and only even among a very accomplished group of people only about a third have a consistent planning habit. When you start doing it, and you know, it was the same for me, I really got a lot of mileage out of it, you know. Definitely. I wanted my my listener to kind of pay attention to what you just said uh, last several minutes. We talked about uh, very close attention to what ultra working is trying to accomplish. Um, that's something we we try to do as ultra runner, runner, marathon runner, any distance runner, we try to accomplish that those five things. Um, one of the, one of the things I already talked about lacking in nutrition, we do plan, we do think ahead, or there's a few things we do do that, but I, I think some of the, some of the areas we do lack. And, and like I said earlier, planning sometimes it's not, no longer is my thing, but I'm trying to work on that. I used to have a schedule forever. Um, but you're right. Um, you know, even my, my world, I don't plan enough. One of the areas that we we can talk about just a little bit here, Chris, is um, sleeping. Um, sleeping, being right. an ultra runner, sleeping has been kind of, you know, getting older doesn't help. Sleeping is kind of 
all this becomes a back burner thing. You know, for, for us, it's everything is training. Um, you know, sleep less is training, sleep, sleep more is training, no sleep is training, you know, wake up two o'clock and do something is training. I mean, you know, as ultra runner, we got to do everything. We run 24, 30 hours, 40 hours, you know, you know, we're continuously running, you know, you know, as I'm training for this hundred mile, I feel like sleeping is that area that I need to focus on. One of my problems is if I go sleep too early, I wake up too early and then I get tired too early too. So, mm. so let's talk about sleeping. Okay. So, you know, training in general for anything, what is training? Training is stimulus plus recovery repeated over time. You're trying to get your body to realize that it's too slow, too weak, too soft, and it needs to become stronger to, to survive the environment. And then you need to give your body time to recover and, and sleep is a huge part of recovering. And if you're constantly underslept, you will not maximize your recovery ability. And you'll actually um, not maximize your training result. If you put in a really, really hard training that really tells your body that it needs to super compensate and, and build some new capabilities, but then you don't give it the tools um, in terms of nutrition and time to actually start making those, those changes, it's not going to get you um, the full effect of the training session that you otherwise could have had now of course as an ultra runner you need to be actually really good at also being performing in a state of sleep deprivation which is that skill of powering through when you're tired and exhausted i think is you know something that needs to be um, developed or, or learned i think during regular training i would advise on the preparation like let's say preparing for six months maybe work on getting better for five months with a lot of sleep and then maybe, you know, pull a few sessions of less sleep and, and see how you feel and perform under those circumstances. A lot of information has come out over sleep over the last years. Uh, our lives have changed a lot. So if you ever go camping, you realize when the sun goes down at 6 p.m., we're immediately tired and do nothing but sleep. Now with the modern world, we're looking at bright blue screens every single evening. It's so easy to just push back that sleeping time. And then in the morning, you know, it, it also often shortens our sleep time in general. There are many tools that you can use to do this. Having the time when you're in bed as a clear marker and trying to prepare yourself to hit that time consistently every day, that's a big thing. Many tricks to do it. Get to the root of what's keeping you up. And for many people, especially maybe the, a little bit younger generation, it's it's, it's these things here, the phones we have, those are the things that are keeping us from going to bed, finding tools to maybe turn them off at a certain time ahead of your schedule, then just reading a book. In my uh, daily life, I'm using things like blue blockers to, mm. um, you know, these are the glasses that will filter out the blue light that goes into your eyes. And, and the blue light is actually what tells you, your brain that it's still bright outside and what, what keeps you alert. It helps. Um, to to downregulate and, and shut down a little bit easier, and there are some you know some um, over the counter uh, supplements that people can use to get a little bit of an easier um, on ramp into sleep. But I think I think just like the you know really paying attention on the, the term sleep hygiene and um, how you set up your your environment for sleep, the temperature, the space. Just making it a bigger part of your of your focus, I think, is is highly gives you a lot of of upside um, if you if you focus on it. 
definitely. Um, that's something I will have to train for the next few months to see how that will help. Like you said, some days I may sleep less. Sleeping has been something and lower in my priority. You know, training, eating, sleeping. So it's like if I make right. a pyramid. So it's like it's a very lower priority at this time. But but I need to make a higher priority of the family and the work and working from home. You know, it's, it's all just like that. But if somebody wants to find um, ultra working, how, how can they find the work that you guys are doing? Yeah, so you can find us at ultraworking.com. You know, we have a, all our tools that I just mentioned um, are free. We have them as free version available. You can, you can download them and you can start using them right away. And people get a lot of benefit out of them. I was a, the way I ended up at ultra working is that I initially was a customer. I started using those tools. I thought I was already a pretty uh, organized and, and systematic person at the time. But I realized that I could become much more organized and, 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 and approach things in an even more structured way. And I really benefited from uh, these tools. So I can, I can put my hand into the fire. But they're really good and working. If you're in the US, we just launched Clockwork Nutrition. I think um, for the right person, once again, it's a great service that really takes all. We talked a lot about nutrition. And we're trying to take the complete mental component out of that so the way it works is you sign up pretty much available anywhere in the us we take your we take your stats your age your height your weight your level of activity we get your your goals what are you trying to accomplish are you trying to change your body composition are you trying to lose weight or gain weight are you training for a competition and you need extra calories every single day to make sure that you, you can perform well we take all of that information we generate a nutritional profile for you, and that will start sending you uh, pre-prepared meals. And pretty much all you do is you eat those meals, report back how you felt, you report back your weight, your subjective level of hunger, and your, um, your, your, your subjective level of performance. And we take those into account. We have some machine learning in the background to um, improve what we send you, and over time, we really perfectly hit your caloric needs and your macronutrient uh, profile. And yeah, um, you really don't have to, you can stop thinking about food at all because we take care of it for you. That's our solution to the complex problem of nutrition. You can find that at clockworknutrition.com. Definitely. We'll link it up and uh, with, with this podcast note. Uh, before we close this uh, interview, I was like my guest to give a words of advice uh, you 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 talk so much about so many different aspects my community here is a running community i myself ultra right. runner um, distance runner marathon runner give us a words of advice uh, what you have worked so far um you know like you said 23 you, you thought you knew the nutrition you're still learning now um you're a student and a, you're a, you're a teacher and student at the same time give give right. us a words of words of advice um, to all our listeners here today specifically for running that, so that's something that i can want to mention one of the things that we're not paying enough attention to i think um in any 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 um athletic field is is joint health and we're often working on very specific um on the in the primary thing that we're trying to become good at so you know maybe on the on your quads and on your forward movement but um putting more emphasis into what it takes to maintain healthy joints and a healthy system and all of the the uh, additional little muscles that we can train i think that is something that i 
would have put a lot more emphasis in when I was younger. It's something that you realize when you come a little bit older, it just naturally comes up. You realize, you know, your knee hurts a little bit and you need some, some extra maintenance. That's a very technical uh, tip. And then, um, yeah, the, to wrap up the conversation, there are a lot of things we intrinsically already know that work for us that we're not currently doing. Taking the time to sit down and think about what of the things that I know are working, I'm currently not doing and why not and how can I start doing them again? I think everybody has uh, some intrinsic wisdom about what works for them that they're not actually taking action on. And uh, if we just consistently do that, realize what has worked for us in the past, what hasn't worked, um, we all already have the tools to come up with solutions that work for us much better than what we're currently doing. Thanks for your words of advice and, and giving us the time to talk here. That's important. We focus on every aspect of our running, not only our running. I mean, we, as a runner, we, we may be good at running, but also nutrition, sleep, and other aspects. Definitely ultraworking.com. Uh, Please do check it out. I'll download the free version of the app and check them out and see what this app does. And uh, maybe it will help me my next hundred mile or or maybe premium version, whatever the version, but I'll, I'll, I'll do look it up. So thanks for your time and uh, we'll keep in touch and we'll talk more. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me, Suman. <laughs>